Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. Derek, we have a football mailbag episode coming your way. We do, and a little preview, a little two-for-one, because we are almost 24 hours from kickoff as we record this. And it's, it's coming. 23 hour or no, wait, 20. I'm not going to do We're 45 minutes from noon. Okay. 24, so, 24 hours and 45 minutes, right? There you go. Almost <laughs> right at 24 hours. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to getting into this mail bag. Um, I actually clicked off your tweet. So I'm going to go back uh, to the football one, but I- I'm happy. I know people who listen to this podcast have to be thrilled that, you know, Football's here. If you were like me and you watched a little bit of college football last night, let's, you know, give props to that Tennessee crowd last night, Sean. My brother was there. I give a shout to my brother and one of my good friends, Ryan. They were – Ryan is a Tennessee fan. But uh, had season tickets, had a extra ticket, took my brother, and uh, you could hear that crowd on TV. It was awesome to see. Um, Minnesota game as well. So, I think – I wanted to start this pod, I guess, just by talking about that, Sean. Like, last year – you had these like group of five games. You had some um, lower level college football games. And I just never really felt like it was real last year. You know what I mean? No. And last night seeing it, it felt real again. So I'm really happy now. And, and I think fans tomorrow to get in that stadium to see, I don't know how many people are actually going to end up at the game tomorrow uh, at Kroger field, but this is uh, I'm, I'm really excited after watching some football last night. Your brother's Instagram story had me rolling last night. I haven't seen it. I don't get on Instagram very much. It, had, uh, so. it was the Tennessee band forming the T, and he just put, I'm in hell. Uh, yeah, he didn't even tell me. he was. I just saw him. He Snapchatted me, and he was uh, drinking somewhere, and he had the Tennessee uh, checkerboard, uh, like, I don't banner or whatever they call them, on Snapchat filters. And I was like, wait, I, don't, I think he might be down there. So I didn't know he was going until late yesterday. But I'm sure for uh, – for him, he'll be at the Missouri game here for UK in a couple of weeks. So I'm sure him and Ryan had a good time last night. Let's start this off. A question for you from Trey. Derek Terry, over or under 225 passing yards a game this year? 225, as we said. Yep. Let's just shout out Trey, a good friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> that would put him right about 3,000 yards. Um. I've said that, you know, minimum they need to get to 2,500. I'm going to say it's a little bit under this. I'm going to put them around the 2,700 range. So, um, I'd say it's more likely that the average around like 215. Yeah, I'd put them at 2,795. So, I'm going to take the under on that. What, what would you say, Sean? I'm going to go over. Yeah, it's not that big of a difference either. We're talking like a couple hundred yards. So, I mean, well, I think that Levis is going to have one of those games where there's going to have to be a shootout with with throwing the ball a lot. And I, I think that he's going to have a game. I'm going to say he has did you, a game. Uh, did you read Kyle Tucker's story today? I, I have not read it yet. I haven't. I haven't. Man, they have like not toned down the hype for Levis at all. They haven't. And, I, I think this is the most I've seen a UK quarterback yet before he took a snap. Honestly. Well, I texted I texted you yesterday when they named him team captain. Yes. And, yeah. and that I'm telling you, that stands out to me a lot, Derek. And I know you wrote about it yesterday. And we had I think we had the same thought when we saw it. And you go back and you look, and you know, a, a listener to this podcast, they said that 
you know, usually that's just a, a thing that they do with the quarterbacks. And that is not just at Kentucky, though. That's a thing that across the board, your quarterback's supposed to be your leader. But when you look at the Stoops tenure, their quarterback hasn't been the captain very much. But it's even more it's even more wild to me that it's a transfer that didn't get on campus until the summer. And he's already won the locker room over enough to be named a team captain. I think the guy's going to be really freaking good. I'm just going ahead and throwing it out there. I'm not shying away from it either, Derek, because there's so much hype that there's something there that makes this staff that has been a little bit conservative on at times about really they pump the brakes a lot. Stoops does. They have not pumped the brakes with this at all. Nobody has. No. No, I mean, you win the competition nine days in. You, like you said, get named a team captain. Um, you already know you have the tools. I mean, we've seen them. You, you could, I mean, you could see the tools even when he's at Penn State in those videos of the games that he played. So I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, you'll, you'll know by midseason. And I'm not saying you'll know how good he's ended up being because, I mean, ideally he's going to be the starter for you next year as well. And you would hope whatever he takes from this year, he can only build on. But, man, if he looks good those first four games and you go into that Florida game and you feel like he can put up some points and they actually go out there and do that, then I think, I mean, sky's the limit. Also in the athletic, I mean, they had a like a mock fantasy football draft. Someone had Levis going in the fourth round, and they were basically saying, like, Kentucky wants to throw the ball. Levis has the tools. Penn State did not use him as a passing quarterback. Like, with Liam Cohen there, if it clicks, you could kind of have a still. And uh, – I can see that being the case. Yes. So back to Trey's question. I've been saying 2,500 needs to be the minimum. I'll say wouldn't be stunned if it goes above 3,000, but I think, I mean, that's a huge jump though from where they've been. Mm-hmm. So I'll say around 215 a game will be a really good jump from where they've been. And you got to throw in Chris Rodriguez as well. I mean, they're, they're yeah, going they're to still give the, run ball. the ball. A lot. Yeah. Uh, ben has two football questions here. If you could have any single player from Stoops tenure to be on this team, who would it be? And why? Josh Allen for me. Yeah. It's hard to not pick the best defensive player of our lifetime. Yeah. Well, if, if they would have had an offense that year that could pass the ball and do some things. Might have won 11 games. They won the Texas A&M game for sure. Yeah. Josh Allen adds a win or two to your, to your season with the impacts that he can make on defense. That, that's why I would throw him in there. And then you already have a really good running back in – See Rod that you don't want to you're I mean Benny's Benny, but you don't want to change those out. I, I would go for a, a guy that's a definite difference maker in wins. Yeah, th- these two are not on the same level at all. Um, because one was obviously a top 10 pick, generational best defensive player. Um, but it was a childhood favorite of mine, and I thought he was a hell of a college football player. I think someone like Trevard Lindley at corner, where that's a little bit of a area that Kentucky needs some help I, I thought he until later in his career and he got injured a little bit I mean he was as good as any SEC corner um in his time at UK so he wouldn't be the first guy I took but I'm just trying to think of like where does UK need some help what players were good at those positions and I think Trevard's as good as any corner I've seen at Kentucky I know he didn't get drafted as high as the guys like Lonnie Johnson and uh you know Eccles and Kelvin Joseph but I think he was just as good of a player those guys have not if not better, honestly. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And then Ben's next question, what would be your hottest, realest takes you can come up with for the football season? What I mean by that is I know we stand 0% chance of beating Georgia, but, I mean, I think you two could make cases for 11-1. and That 
that would be my hottest take. I I had them 10 and 2 in our preview. I'm going to write my preview today and put it up on the site and send it out. But I'm I still think it's 9 and 3, but if I'll tell you I'll, I'll say this, if they start 4 and 0 and they find a way to beat Florida at Kroger Field, I could see them going 11 and 1 because I could see them if depending on how LSU is and I'm really interested in seeing how LSU is this weekend. They could beat LSU and lose to Georgia and, and win the rest of those games. But I still feel like Kentucky is going to lose a game that they should not lose. They always do. Um, Are you going to go hotter and say 12-0 and and win the East? And No. <laughs> no I would almost say it's a hotter take to say that Kentucky would finish 11-1 and over Sanders to 0% chance of beating Georgia, honestly. Ooh. I don't see any way that they go 11-1. and um, Ooh, just shoot me down over here. <laughs> no, I, it's not, that's not happening. Uh, I mean, there's too many questions, and that, that, they would have to be – you would have to be really, really good to go 11-1 and this year. And I think they're going to be good. Um, but no, I would say there's a better chance they beat Georgia than they finish with 11 wins. Um, wow. and obviously I get the logic would be flipped well, and say, Oh, well, if you think they can beat Georgia, then why don't you think they can beat anybody? And SEC schedule is very difficult to gotta, work through play your best course of it. Yeah. To play every single week, the best. I mean, let's be real guys. Like this team is like a couple of major injuries away. And I don't know any team. You could say this for any team, but like if Rodriguez gets hurt, if Levis gets hurt, like you're just trying to get back to seven wins or whatever so i don't think they have the kind of depth to sustain and, that type of special season and and that's a good point because you got to look at it you put it together for four quarters against the georgia team that maybe something goes wrong with their roster like those things that you yeah. just mentioned maybe an injury but then you got to do it over the course of 12 games it's it's easier to do it in one day than it is to do it over 12 weeks yeah but, I, I mean i would say uh that's probably besides that i don't have any like crazy hot takes i don't think i mean that's probably what i would say i mean 10 i think 10 wins is pushing that but again like i can see the logic behind it but it like you said i mean i just don't want people to get carried away i I think 11 and 1 is getting carried away for sure do you do you think 10 and 2 is carried away or do you think that it's getting I think it's getting close, but I can understand the logic behind it. Nine and three is not though, is it? I, I think nine and three is is this fine. Yeah. I, I mean that's what I picked. That's what I ended up picking. Like I think what if what if after a month we look at this thing again? Do you start to see like we see how Levis is? We see how Kentucky's yeah, offense. Yeah, I mean it's always changed. It's always fluid. Like I good looking at be four and eight, right? I mean, <laughs> depending on what happens. We'll, I think uh, we to me nine more wins next week. Yeah, I think I picked eight. I picked on eight and nine because I felt like it gave you the benefit of the doubt against the teams that they should beat without going overboard. To get to like even ten wins, you're going to have to beat um, a Missouri team that I would say I think Kentucky is better than, but I'm not saying it's significant. Like I think I'm going to guess everyone who covers Missouri is probably going to pick Missouri to win that game. Haven't beat Mississippi State and Starkville in a long time. I don't think that's just a gimme game. Um, and then you would have to beat both Florida and LSU. I mean, that you're, you're really on the high end side if you think that they can do all those things. That's just my opinion. This is like the last day – well, after tomorrow, I think people will still be really pleased. But, like, we're getting in close to reality range. So, like, this is the last time of the year you can, like, really throw out all your hopes and dreams, <laughs> I feel like, without it getting too crazy. <laughs> 
Uh, now we're moving in. Am I going to come off as negative because of this? Like, no, I, I just, you're, that's why I people love crazy. this show. That's why people love this yeah, show. We know. tell it, we tell it like it is. I'll try. And, and nobody see. tells it like it is more than you. Like you just straight up tell it. And no, that's a good thing though. Like you throw the journalist hat on and you pump the brakes. And that's a good thing. You had me over here going, oh, if they beat Florida and then <laughs> if they come back and beat LSU, they're going 11-1. No, no. I mean, obviously, Derek, if they're 4-0 and they go into that Florida game and they find a way to get it, then you can start to think, okay, wait a second. But a lot of things have to happen before that, uh, which now gets us into the DMs. This mailbag's not deep, but we're going to pick our our games and stuff in the SEC and our, our predictions. We want people to join in on that. This is from Colby, first time in the mailbag. Just wanted to say you guys are doing a great job, and I've listened since day one. Thank you so much, Thank Colby. Yeah. Gets better it. every week. I think we already know the answer to his question, too. He sent this in on Sunday. With Joey Gatewood getting immediate eligibility and assuming he starts, who has the better season, him or Terry Wilson? Well, Terry Wilson went oh. off last night. He did somewhat. He, uh, yeah, I think he cooled off a little bit. He had a good first half. He won by 10. I looked at his numbers last night. But I think he started, like, what, 10 for 10 passing? Yeah. They were playing in FCS school. Um, Houston uh, – yeah, Houston Baptist is FCS, right? I feel like uh, – I've heard of them before, though. Maybe they have a good baseball team. I've definitely heard of Houston Baptist before. Um, so UCF played last night as well. Um, I'm pretty sure Gatewood did not play, right? And they he still did. have a starting quarterback, Dylan Gabriel. He's been down there for a few years. Pretty good, pretty good quarterback, too. They ended up winning last night. They beat Boise State. Um big comeback. I, I think, yeah, I think I think Terry's definitely gonna have a better year just just because I'm not even sure Gatewood's gonna play. So uh Terry, good start. My brother texted me about Terry, asking if I'd seen how he started. He came on the show last year. I thought he always represented UK incredibly well, and I don't. I don't think there's anybody out there who doesn't hope nothing but the best for Terry Wilson. I I agree. I think a lot about Terry. Uh, trying to see here. I, I think that's it, right? Well, that is it. That's it for the football mailbag. Unless it's you time have to it. predict some stuff, then yeah, it's time to predict them. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Do you have the games pulled up? Let me go to ESPN. I was reading a story yesterday on ESPN on Justin Herbert, which I did not finish. <laughs> it was a good story. Um, so how do you want to do this? You do top 25, SEC. Do you want to keep it to you want to keep it to SEC this Let's week? Or? SEC. Yeah. So obviously Tennessee won last night. I don't think there's any doubt we would have picked Tennessee. Uh, Bowling Green is very bad. Actually. Um, 
Do you want to do SEC or do you want to do top 25? Because the SEC is not going to have very many games this week that are worth the dime, right? They're not, and I guess the games that are worth it will be included in the top 25 anyway. Well, let's just uh, let's start with UK before we get into these others. Let's just throw out. Let's just throw out a predicted score, Sean, and and a game MVP. I don't think um, there's any doubt we're both going to pick Kentucky. I'm going to say UK wins tomorrow. 45. That's what I was going with. Oh, I I don't think ELM's going to score very many points tomorrow. Maybe maybe they get to double digits. I think Kentucky's going to cover this 31, though. I think that's what's up to. Maybe that's tricky. I'm not betting that game, obviously, but uh, if. That line's 50, probably about where it should be. 50 to 10 is what I'm going to call it. I'll go Kentucky 50 to 10. Uh, MVP, I'm going to go Chris Rodriguez. I think you're going to get a heavy dose of that. Yeah, if Terry Bowden was being that blunt about not being able to stop the run, then honestly, if ULM shows no signs of slowing them down on the ground and UK is confident at all passing, they can probably pick their score tomorrow. But uh I'll go I'll go with uh I'll go with Rodriguez as well as game MVP. I bet he scores a couple touchdowns, gets over hundred yards. Um but I think he might need to break off a big run to get there because I think they're gonna use him just enough to I think you're gonna see a much bigger dose of him week two against Missouri. So um Let's hit that top 25, though. Is there, a, is there a way to pull up just the top 25 games? There is on the app. Because I'm trying. But I'm to... on the computer. Okay. Because I'm trying to find that. Oh, there it is. Perfect. Derek, let's start with number 19, Penn State, versus number 12, Wisconsin. So you got some Big Ten action right here in week one. We, we saw that. Uh, last night and that continues throughout the weekend and uh, it looks like Wisconsin at this point is a five and a half point favorite I'm gonna I'm gonna take Wisconsin here and take the Badgers I'm um, I'm taking Wisconsin too are, now are we gonna pick it straight up winners or we're gonna pick up cover and spare just want to do winners mm. I say we just want to say yeah it's fine Badgers win <laughs> Badger. Uh, <laughs> right. Number one, Alabama versus number 14, Miami. That's the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. Alabama is a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh. I, I, I think Alabama definitely wins. Yeah, roll tide. Now, Although, man, what a shakeup that would be to start the college football season, though, if Miami beat Alabama to start the year. And now you got Indiana, number 17, Versus number eighteen Iowa, another Big Ten hmm. matchup. Iowa four point favorite at home. I'll take Indiana. I'll go Iowa. I'll go the Hawkeyes. Uh, number that's 20, an interesting game. Over under only forty six points. <laughs> number twenty a low scoring game. Number twenty three Louisiana versus number twenty one Texas. Texas is a nine point favorite. I'm going upset here. I'm going Louisiana. Uh, I'm going to take Texas. And then we got a big one here. This is the, the the big, big one. This was the one that whoever wins it, Derek, is I'm going to go ahead and say is in the college football playoff. Georgia would definitely have to win out. I think it's harder for Georgia to win out than it is for Clemson to win out. Mm-hmm. So Georgia is a 
three-point underdog, I'm picking Georgia to win this game. I think Kirby knows how important it is to get this win, and they're in the college football playoff, even if they don't win the SEC championship, if they win this game. Yeah, this is a tough one to pick, too, because it sounds like both these teams like have some COVID issues that people don't necessarily know who's going to be out at this point. Um, this game is in Charlotte. Um, same stadium that Kentucky won the Belk Bowl in a couple of years ago. I can't stray from my title pick, right? I got to take Georgia here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you have to yeah. take them. And I just think yeah. it's a massive game. And then staying in the SEC, number 16 LSU versus UCLA. LSU is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Derek, I'm, I'm going UCLA in this one. Yeah. Um, I already put this man. in. I already put a parlay in for this one, actually, for Ooh. UCLA. Man, it's it's tough because LSU, you know, got displaced with the hurricane. They've been in Houston. They flew out to UCLA, I think, yesterday. Is that what Ryan Lee said? They say they're flying? I don't know. I feel like I maybe heard – no, maybe on SEC Network I heard that. But I think they're already out there. Um, UCLA looked pretty good their first game. But I think – I think I'll take LSU here. So, it's we've got a couple of different picks. That's one of the most intriguing games in week one, though. It is. 8.30. Yeah, that'd be a, be a good game. It's too, too bad that it's going to be going on the same time as Georgia and Clemson, but this will yeah. be going to flip over to you. And then you add in on Sunday, number nine, Notre Dame versus Florida State. Notre Dame is a seven-point favorite. Uh, I think Notre Dame gets the win there. Yeah, I think that line seems a little low to me. I'll take Notre Dame as well. Well, they are on the road, and Florida so, State should be better this year, but I still think that rosters. You want to pick Louisville and Ole Miss? Yes. Not a not a top 25 matchup. But. <laughs> the only give, game, though, give Monday Louisville, night. Give Louisville any chance there, or is Matt Corral? No, I don't think they have a chance, but uh, I take Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Ole Miss as well. I have to. I drafted Matt Corral in our fantasy league, so I, <laughs> I got to go uh, with Matt Corral and the uh, Ole Miss Rebels in that one. So you all that listen to Kentucky Daily, send us your picks. Give us your yeah. picks. Jot them down. Tweet them at us. Uh, and uh, let's see let's see how you all do. Uh, so you, if you, you have until – get them in before Kentucky starts tomorrow at noon. And we'll, we're not doing any prizes right now, but maybe, Derek, that's something if we get a partner or something here this football season, we find a way to do – uh, something like that, maybe some giveaways or something like that we'll look into as we move throughout football season. But short football mailbag, I expect that to change going into, well, it'll be post-Missouri when our next mailbag is. So I expect that to change. I expect the football mailbags to be heavy moving forward. Until then, he's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.